0: So the big question is, how do health experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place. Whether you're a dietitian, a nutritionist, or nutrition coach, this is for you. My name is Dr. Javier Carlin, and welcome to the Practice Revolution. We are a movement that is revolutionizing the way private practices are built so you can practice on your terms. Join us and follow along as we learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that we're using to grow our own business and to help you grow yours using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. welcome everyone to the practice revolution podcast this is your host dr javier carlin physical therapist and the co-founder of the practice revolution today i have a very very special guest her name is ingrid soto she's a registered dietitian and ceo of my rd guide llc she is actually in the process of launching artillery fitness and nutrition and ingrid is a entrepreneur she's a mentor and she's a multi-business owner. She firmly believes that every student can pass and will pass the RD slash DTR exam, but she also believes having a support system is vital. So for the last five years, she has mentored and tutored hundreds of students pursuing a career in dietetics. Ingrid, it's it's amazing to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's It's a pleasure. It's been a long road, but here we are, and I'm happy to share all the things that I've done, and hopefully it can help somebody else.
0: I love it. I love it. So why don't we start, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and and how you got to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually from Mexico, and the first time that, well, my dad worked, works here or he's retired now but all of his life he was working here and we would come during the summer and he would visit us in Mexico during the holidays and so I've always been coming here but when we decided to move here I was in fifth grade so even though I was coming every year I wasn't really learning the language because I would come to see my family and we would all speak Spanish so the first time coming here, it was like, oh, you can only say hi and thank you and count from one to ten. So it was it was a big culture shock coming and, and learning the language and then being in school and not having friends and missing your friends from from your country. So coming here in fifth grade was was a very hard time for me and for all of my family and my mom is actually or was a teacher in mexico so we actually ended up staying here for three years and going back to mexico so my mom could retire so then it was going back to your home country and relearning well i guess not relearning the language but getting to you know make friends again and it was a whole transition so we ended up coming back to the US when I was a junior in high school. So as a junior in high school, you start thinking about college and start applying for college. And in Mexico, we don't do that because they're not that expensive. So you kind of know where you're going or, or you already have an idea of what you're going to do. So when I got here and, and I talked to my counselor about what I wanted to do. I actually wanted to go to medical school. So you mentioned that earlier that you, you also wanted to go to medical school. And, and that was my goal. So I started thinking about pre-med and all of that. But I didn't really understand the process of how to get to medical school here in the U.S. And when I talked to my counselor, I told her and she jokingly said, well, you can go to Yale and I said, OK, well, tell me how to get to Yale. I have no idea like what that is. I had no idea. I didn't know what Yale was or the, the type of school that she was referring to. And she said, oh, no, you would probably never get into Yale. You should probably go to a community college. And I said, well, what is a community? Because I have no idea what you're talking to me about. And obviously, I got really discouraged. And I did end up going to a community college. But it was because I talked to another counselor. And she said, look, if you want to save some money, community college might be a good way to start. Get your whatever things you need and then transfer to a four-year college. So I ended up doing that. I went to a community college for two years. and transferred to the University of Connecticut as a pre-med student, or I was going to continue as a pre-med student. But the the counselor that suggested me to do that said that I should get a bachelor's in nutrition and then do my pre-meds. And I said, okay, yeah, that that sounds like a good idea. So I took my first nutrition class at UConn and I fell in love. And I was like, this is it. This is what I really, really want to do. So I ended up staying with the with the nutrition bachelor's degree with the dietetics. And then I didn't know that you had to do an internship. So I was like, okay, now I have to apply for an internship, ended up uh, getting into their graduate program. So I ended up staying at UConn for another two years to get my master's while I was doing the internship. And then I became a dietitian. But (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot before the I graduated and then I became a dietitian. So we all know that we have to pass the RD exam. And in school, everybody talks about it. And or back in the day when I was in school, everybody said the people that I would ask about it, they would say, you'll be fine. You're you're a good student. Just study really hard and you'll be okay." So in my mind, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to be okay." So when I finished my internship and grad classes, I gave myself a month. And I said, all right, in this month, I'm going to prepare for the exam. I took the exam and I failed. And I not only failed with like a point off, I failed with a 19. So I don't know if you're that familiar with RD exam, I'm sure that you kind of are, but you have to get a 25 and the score is from basically zero to 50. So getting a 19 is really not close to that 25 So then I was like, well, okay, this isn't working. I don't know what to do. I didn't really have guidance. I I talked to some people and they recommended some resources, but the resources were really not working for me. I I felt like I needed to see things. I needed to to do more, more things than just read and understand. To me, that didn't work. I couldn't make connections. I didn't really understand what I was reading. And I took my exam in 45 days and I failed again because, again, I didn't know how how to study. I wasn't studying the way that I should have been studying for myself. So the third time, well, after failing the second time, I said, I'm not doing it. I don't want to be a dietitian anymore. I I probably shouldn't be a dietitian because I can't pass this exam that everybody is passing in my mind. I thought everybody was passing except me. So I took a break. I I ended up joining some Facebook groups that were support groups that um, a lot of people were studying for the exam. And then I realized that in in 2017, the exam changed. So every five years, the exam gets updated. Well, in 2017 was when I took my exam and the passing um, score dropped so much. I think it was like at about an 80 before 2017 and in that year of 2017, it dropped to the low 40s. So it was crazy that I thought that I was the only one not passing the exam, but nationally, it was actually a problem. So the, the exam, even though obviously nutrition doesn't really change, it's more of how the exam is worded. It's very critical thinking now. It's very case study assessment rather than like do you know what vitamin A does? Do you know what this is? And obviously the RD exam is not just about nutrition. There's so many other topics that you have to feel comfortable with to pass that exam. So the third time around, I said, well, I'm just creating my own guide for myself that works for me. So I started recording myself saying things. I started doing note cards for things that I felt like I needed note cards for I started doing charts I watched a lot of videos I pulled out all of my books (laughs) from undergrad to to get case studies to get more of what I needed and I created my RD guide back in the day it wasn't called my RD guide it was just my guide that I used to pass so when I passed I put it on social media and then I started tutoring I had no idea. And if you would have told me five years ago, you're going to be a tutor and that's going to be your business, I wouldn't wouldn't have believed you. Coming from Mexico, not knowing the language and needing tutoring myself going through school, I would would have never thought that I could be tutoring other people. But I think it's just the connection that I have with all those students that don't know how to start studying or that have taken the exam and haven't passed. Is what's giving me that ability to be relatable and be able to help other people now pass the exam.
0: Wow. That is that is so powerful. Uh, that that's an amazing story. And so I think there, there are so many things that we can pull from from that alone. We can talk for the next two hours just about yeah. that. Uh, and so, and so, you know, what what is the the mindset? Because, you know, obviously you're an entrepreneur, you've been in business now uh, for several years. And I'm sure that mindset that you had and that initial hurdle that you had of like, you know, maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Maybe I'm not meant to be an RD, right? Like, how many people would have would have hit that that roadblock and just, you know, potentially quit? And so I think, I think, you know, that having to fail those couple of times. Like that's something even even on the business side that a lot of people will experience. not like now if like they will, most of them. Uh, and and a lot of people end up quitting like really early on. So what what was the mindset that you had? and what kind of like, I think in that in that point in time, right? when you were when you had failed those couple times, you took a month off, what was it that kind of like got you back into gear to then say, you know what? No, like I gotta I gotta do this. I, I'm not going to let this stop you. Like, what were you thinking? And what, how did you act?
1: Yeah. So that that's a great question because I, I always say you need that support system. Mm. So my support system at that time was my family, but my family didn't understand the exam. So it was a support system more of like an emotional support system rather than like a here, let me help you study support system. But that's what got me to say wait, if my family believes in me, and I have all these people believing in me, why am I not believing in myself? So it was myself saying I can't rather than other people telling me that I couldn't. And I remember that second time that passing, I came home and I cried. And I said, this is it. I'm not doing it. I'm just going to do something else. And I said, I have a master. So I, I might be able to do something with this. And At that time I was already working as an RD eligible for a school system. So I was like, maybe I can become a director and I'm already in the door, so I don't need the the RD. And my mom came in and she took out $200 from her purse. And my mom working a minimum wage job at the time took out $200 from her purse and said, here we go. You're going to take that exam again and you're going to pass. And even though at that time I didn't believe it, now looking back, I, I understand that at that moment, I was like, I can't let her down. Mm -hmm. I can't let all these people down. And, and I, at that time, I didn't feel like I could, but time went by, and then I actually had to move. So now moving and not having a job was like, wait, that was just a security blanket, because I was so comfortable with the job that I had. And I thought, I'll just stay here forever and just Mm -hmm. become a, a a director of this program, it, it was such a you know silly mindset to have at that point, because you don't know what life is going to throw at you. So moving was like, okay, now what, how am I going to ask for, or how am I going to apply for these jobs that I want? If one of the things that they're saying is you have to be registered as a, a registered dietitian. And mm-hmm. I wasn't. So that's when I was like, okay, let me give this another try. And also having my husband so supportive, he said, you know what, don't look for a job right now. You need to study and focus on studying and passing rather than looking for a job. And that I know that is not not the case for a lot of people because a lot of people might have to work while also studying for the exam. And that's why when we created the guide, when I say we, because we have a whole team, but when I created the guide, I realized that people didn't have all the time in the world to study. So we broke it down into like, okay, you do two sh- sessions a week and the session is an hour long. So it's not going to take you 10 hours to, to go through the material. It's going to take you five per week. And then you space it out however you want, for example. So it, it, it got to the point where I was like, I need to pass this exam because I went through so much school and the internship and all all the loans that I took out to go to school to not do like the last part of of my career.
0: Wow, that yeah. And I think I think you know from from what you've said so far, um, this is a theme I see often too, is uh, we do more for others than we do for ourselves. and and you having like your family, your friends, your your husband, all these people like you know, saying, hey, you can do this. We believe in you. And like you mentioned, like I, you didn't want to let her down, and so I think that's that's so powerful. Is it's like in itself having having that support system, having people around you that actually care and want you to succeed. Uh, it actually does push you to that next level. Um, and I think and I think on the other hand, like a lot of people do use that as as either if they don't have that as an excuse or a reason why they're not successful. But I also believe that in this day and age, like if you don't have a direct support system around you. There are so many opportunities now, especially in this virtual world that we live in, to put yourself in that support system, to find people like you, to, to be around people who think like you, to allow you to elevate uh, to that next level. And so I think that's that's amazing. So now kind of fast forwarding, forwarding in, into, into the business world, have you had to go through that experience again in some way or form of, of failing and failing and then deciding, you know what? No, I'm doing this. We got to do
1: this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, I just want to touch upon the the support system a little oh, yeah, bit please, just yeah. before I, I continue, because you're right. Sometimes people don't have the family support or the friend support. And that's where, like you said, social media is so important this virtual world. We have a private uh, Facebook group where we have over 3000 people. Like that is your support system. If you don't have a family nearby or friends or or colleagues we're right there literally go through go to your phone and and go in our program and just ask go through our our um private group and just ask questions I would say just reach out that's all I say just over communicate with me because I will comment back or I will reach out or I'll, I'll call you <laughs> sometimes people say things and I'm like, here's my number. call me right now because we need to talk and'm I'm, I'm a person too. I, I understand that sometimes we need that that support system. But going to the business aspect it still happens. you you never fail but I think you never or you you always fail one way or another, but that makes you stronger. going going looking back at how I got here, if I hadn't failed my exam, I wouldn't be here. I probably would have taken a job, maybe a clinical job or a community job or a food service job, and I probably would have been comfortably living my life. But because I failed, because I I had to go through maybe a little more than other people, I also know that if I put myself into whatever I want to do, it's going to happen, and it's because I said that it's going to happen, and I put it out in the universe that. It's going to happen one way or another. I know it's not going to be easy and I, I know it's not going to be a straight line, but it's going to happen. So with my RB guide, it was very organic. I, I didn't really think of a business plan of how to start it. I, I wasn't like, OK, this is what I have to do first and then the bank account and then the LLC. No, I didn't know anything. But now starting a private practice is like, oh, OK, these are things that I had that n- need steps that I need to start with this and then move on with that. But I think with my RD guide helped me start a business that is a great business. And and it's, it's given me given me so much. But it was like, I don't want to say easy, but it was organic. So I didn't have to work extra hard to maybe create content because I know for sure of what I need to create because I've done it before with the private practice. It's, it's more of like, okay, what do, what is my ideal client? I didn't have to think of that when I was doing my RD guide, because I knew what my ideal client was. It was me. So I knew for sure how to do it. And now it's like, okay, let me take a step back because I, even though I have a business, it's not the same thing. And now I have to think about, okay, what, what are things that need to be in place before I actually start that? So, also with with my RD guide, it's me by myself. With the private practice, is me and my brothers. Oh, so now cool. it's working with other people too, and 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 it's family. So it's like it's it's important to put those boundaries. It's important to say like this is our business plan, this is our goal, this is our branding, this is what we're doing. So that's where we are right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's amazing. And and I'm just curious so so your your family is in that business. Uh are they also RDs? Are they doing other things in the business? Yeah.
1: So I'm the RD and they're the personal trainers.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. So
1: that's kind of how we're collaborating because I I actually just passed my personal training. I saw that. Congratulations. Yes.
0: And not,
1: and not because I, I want to be the personal trainer, but it's because I want to understand the mindset Mm. of a personal trainer. And, and that's why we're, we're collaborating with artillery fitness and nutrition I feel like obviously I have the nutrition part and then they have the fitness part and then we're basically putting it together and, and helping people. And yeah. I think a lot of people say, well, if you go into health is because you want to help people. That's true. But you also have to have a, a goal of how you're going to help people or how you're going to actually get the word out there.
0: mm. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. It's like uh, you know, as you know, right, all all throughout our schooling, we're always taught how to help people with, you know, for me physical therapy, for you nutrition, but they never teach you how to find the person to help. And so it's two very different things. And so I think uh I think, and obviously, you know, you have your experience with, you know, my RD guide. And like you said, it was very organic uh in its nature as you were growing it. Um, I mean, I'm sure you were, I'm sure you As you were building it, like you, yeah, you probably figured things out as you went. Um, but there was obviously like a strategy, and you're like, okay, like this is what I'm seeing is working. Let me implement it, let me test it and and all those things. What was if if there are any, what was I think two twofold? What was like the biggest, like the biggest obstacle, biggest challenge that you had growing my RD guide? And maybe what was the biggest lesson that you've learned so far from, from that journey?
1: So the, the biggest challenge, and it's still a little bit challenging right now, is that I I need to understand that my RD guide is a business and that I am worth what I'm uh, I am charging for mm-hmm. the program. Because a, a lot of the times it's it's a little conflicting because I understand that students are getting out of school and that maybe they don't have jobs yet, or that um their families are helping or that COVID happened, all of those things. But it's also I'm providing a service and I also have other tutors that I need to pay. Mm. So it's, it's not, it, I, I have um a mentor and he also o- always says you're not a charity organization and it's yeah. true, but I also understand that um, I have value to give and I always Uh, one of my mentors also says, under promise and over deliver. And that's exactly what I do. And that's what I I tell all of our tutors, Mm -hmm. under promise, over deliver, always answer questions, always be in a positive mindset, because you reflect on your students. And and if you give them a a good service, then they're going to appreciate you. And that's basically how MyRD Guide grew. Because they, I, I, I'm a person, I, I understand how, how it feels to fail, how it feels to not want to study after work. So I think that's, that's one of the biggest challenges that sometimes I'm like, no, I don't want to charge that because this yeah. is a student and I understand. And then I have actually our tutors sometimes are like, Ingrid, you have to pay us. And I'm like,
0: yeah. oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I
1: have to make some money to pay you. Yeah, So that's, I think a, a little bit of a, of a challenge there.
0: Yeah, but- for sure. And you're not, you're not alone in feeling that way. You know, I, I think, oh. I think a lot of us in, in healthcare dealing with, you know, dealing with people um we we really want to help people like that's why we all got into this right to to truly mm-hmm. help people and obviously there's a, that other layer of all the mindset money beliefs that we've mm-hmm. had installed in us from a very young age that also affects right cuz yeah. like on on the other hand you have the universities the schools that are charging 20 50 100,000 right to then get a degree that you're only making like you know a decent salary and but it's nowhere near what we should be making with all the value that we provide as healthcare professionals. And then you're helping someone, right? Like you're helping, I'm not sure what the prices of your programs are, but as an example, right, if, and so for someone who's uh, currently going through school, wanting to become an RD and is struggling to take the exam, even at that point, right? If you're, if you're uh, looking to make, let's say 50, 60, 70 K a year as an RD, and, and you failed the RD exam you know, three or four times, I'm not sure how many times you can take it, um, but every single time you don't take it, every single month that you don't become an RD and are able to practice, you're missing out on 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, $60,000. Exactly. And so it's like, when you relate it to that, it's like, wait a second. There, they're, it's costing them $50,000 every single time they fail this exam. So mm-hmm. maybe, and you know the values there, obviously, but it is it is something that I uh, that I battle with myself and a lot of the oh, clients no, that we even work with battle with. But when you put those things into perspective, it's like, wait, OK, you know, yeah. if they don't do this, there's a bigger cost than exactly. than investing in my service. So exactly. uh, and obviously all the value and, and help you are providing them, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. exactly. That's exactly what, what we talk about. It's like, yeah. every time you take the exam is $200 just to take the exam. Yeah. And you have to wait 45 days. So now you're not mm-hmm. maybe getting a job in those 45 days, because you have to wait, or you have to get a job that might not pay as much because you don't have the RD. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's always what I say investing yourself. Yes, it's let's say expensive for some people, but think of it as an investment. Don't think of it as like cost and all the knowledge that you get out of it and the connections. I always say going to college, yes, is great. And I always say go to college, but also make those connections because those are the people in your field. Those are the people that have done what you want to do. And maybe they can even mentor you if you really need that mentorship. So -hmm. that's, I think the biggest lesson too. So that was the, 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 the like struggle, but the biggest lesson with my RD guide and just as a professional is learn to balance it. Learn to balance probably like your your life and and your work and that that I I kind of learn um maybe not the easiest way and I'm still learning that, but I think that's a huge lesson to to take take on a business. It's not just, oh, yeah, I'm opening the LLC. I paid my whatever, $100 to open it. No, you have to grow it. You have to keep it. You have to maintain it. And I, I think that the biggest lesson of being an entrepreneur is being patient, because sometimes things don't happen the way that you want them to happen. But it's for a reason that they're not happening the way that maybe you want. And then also being flexible with your goals. I set goals every single year on December, the end of December. I'm already writing down. I'm already doing my visual board for next year. And I look back at my goals for this year and some of them I didn't meet. And I, I'm like, that was not a realistic goal. Why did I think that was a good goal back in, back in that time? And I think that's a, a big lesson, like learn to be flexible. And maybe the goal that you had at that time is not the goal that you have this time. And that's okay. I never thought I was going to open a private practice. I, I said, my RD guide is good. I like it. I, this, this is what I want to do. And I'm like, wait, why? Why did I think that I couldn't open a private practice? So now I'm in that in that stage of life that, yeah, I want to open a private practice and I'm doing it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And uh, t- a couple of things that came to mind um, about the business not being easy. Uh, it's true right? It's like, I, I like to relate, um, you know, a business is like a baby. <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, it shits everywhere. <laughs> they, like, you know, it's crying, it's screaming, you're like, you're screaming, everybody's screaming. And you have to really take care of it. You have to nurture it. You have to, you know, feed it every day. You have to clean it every day. You've got to really yeah. take care of this thing. But but as it grows, right, as a business gets older um, you know, you hope that it starts taking care of you. And so as yes. long as you nurture it and take care of it, at some point, that business, that baby is gonna, is gonna take care of you. Uh, and so, um, that's, that's huge. Uh, the second thing you mentioned was about patience. I'm naturally impatient as well. And so I, uh, <laughs> I I've, I've, mentioned this before, but I like using the words I'm impatiently patient, meaning that, uh, I'm impatiently, you know, throughout the day working as if this thing is going to happen tomorrow, but knowing that, Hey, the results I'm going to see, it's kind of like, you know, uh, planting and and harvesting, like you can plant the seeds today, but sometimes they don't harvest for like six months, but you still have to plant the seeds today, you know, Mm -hmm. otherwise you're going to be waiting years or until whenever you plant the seeds. And so that, that is something, um, I think it's like this dichotomy of like you have to have a little bit of both. I mm-hmm. see, I kind of see it a little bit too much on the on the other side where people are a little bit too patient, <laughs> and, and in, in right. that they're not doing anything. <laughs> it's like time is—you're not going to live here forever. You know, we got to yep. start moving. Yep. Um, so it's an interesting balance for sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, what's up, it's Javi here. Hope you're doing amazing. Just want to say thank you so much for all the support we're getting in our inboxes every day. It sounds like you're really loving these episodes. Now, if you don't mind doing us a quick, quick favor, would you mind following us on Instagram at the practice revolution and actually taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it in your stories? It's going to allow us to reach more people just like you who are also looking to start and grow their own practice which is going to allow them to impact more people and transform the way that healthcare is done forever. So go ahead and do us a favor, do them a favor. It'll take about 30 seconds and we'd love you for a very, very long time. Thank you so much. Now back to the show. Um, You you mentioned um, uh, a mentor. Uh, How, can you tell me about a a mentor, mentors that have influenced your life and like what, what have been some things that, You've seen value in, in, in having someone kind of showing you that path.
1: Yeah. So I've I've had a lot of mentors throughout my life and and sometimes is is counselors at school or in college or directors or teachers. But when when I started my RD guide, I I had no idea how to start a business. I just knew that where I was, I was unhappy. And and then I I did a little entrepreneurship. M- brainstorming because I I was working at a school district and this school district had has 35 or 33 schools. And I was the only dietitian for the 33 schools on top of my job of being a director for five of them. So you're we working salary. And at that point, I was like, wow, I'm making so much money. I'm working salary. <laughs> But looking, comparing, okay, how many students do I have to tutor to make the amount of money that I'm making as as an RD and and the director? And I ended up doing the math and I had to see three point five students a day to make the same amount per year to to keep working at the school district. And I said, why am I working there if what I look forward to is go home and teach? I, I wanted to get out of work because I knew I had three students that, that night and I was so excited because we were talking about research and research is my favorite. you know things like that. So I'm like, why am I doing something that I'm not happy? but then what I, I'm what makes me happy is paying. So then I had to do a real, real little evaluation and I said, I'm just going to focus on what I like and what I like is teaching and and that's where I said, I'm leaving this job. I'm going to to, to tutor full-time, but I didn't know it was going to be a business. I, I didn't know how to start a business. So then at that time, I said, well, I need help. I don't know how to do my taxes. I don't know how to even register it. So then I actually hire somebody. I hire a mentor for six months, and it was basically to start from, from the beginning. Tell me everything. I have no idea. And I was already tutoring. And he said, "Okay, you need to do your taxes because you have a business. So then he kind of helped me start all of that. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, that was so easy. But I didn't know that. So I had to pay somebody to basically tell me how to do that. And that's where I, I look back now with my students and I put myself in their shoes and I'm like, they don't know what I know and I can help them and give them the guide and the peace of mind that I got you. You you are going to pass. Just do what you need to do. Here is the program. Here is our support and just go on and, and have peace of mind that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so powerful. And I think, you know, it's so interesting because anything it's it was the same thing when becoming an RD, right? It's like you didn't know how to do things. And so you went to school, basically hired teachers, professors, a guide, right, to help you go through that process. And I think it's so interesting because we, our entire life, we've had that, you know, since we started kindergarten, we always had someone showing us how to get to that next level. And then typically after we graduate, it's like, all right, figure it out. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 no. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. Like, and naturally we need help. Like, you know, some people are scared to ask for help, but I think it's just a a natural part of the process, especially when you don't know how to do something like, well, you know, so um, no, that, that's, that's amazing. What's um, what's like one, one thing maybe that you've learned in like the last month um, about either your life, your career or your business that has completely changed your perspective on something?
1: I, I know exactly what to to how to answer that one. It's easier said than done. Mm. That's what I learned this last <laughs> month because I was studying for for the um personal training certification. Okay. And I purchased the program like six months ago. And I was like, I'll schedule it later. I'll schedule it later. And that's the first thing that we told our tell our students not to do schedule your exam right away so that you have a goal so Mm -hmm. that you know when you're going to take your exam. So I was busy. I was traveling. I, I went to fancy. I went to conferences. So I was like, whenever that's done, I'm going to schedule it. And then it hit me that the six months were going to end in November. And I was like, oh, I really need to take that exam soon. So it was more of like, okay, let me take all of the things that I tell students through my RD guide to do and do it. So Mm -hmm. I did. I sat myself down and I tutored myself and I said, this is it. These are 23 chapters. You have this amount of time. Create a calendar, break it down, use your keywords and make it happen. So it's easy to tell somebody to do it. It's really hard to do it yourself. And when I was studying for my RD guide, it was more of like trial and error. Like I didn't have all these skills that I now have and tell you, I kind of created them as I went or or I learned as I went. Now I have the skills. So it was more of like use your own skills that you tell people to use and get it done. So I got it done. I passed. But I do have to I do have to confess that I pushed my exam. So that's another thing that I I tell Mm -hmm. students. okay, why are you pushing your exam? And I had to ask myself this same question because I was going to take it on a Friday. And I I had family or friends coming over that weekend. So I didn't want to take it on after that. So I was like, okay, I'll take it on Friday. And then it was like Monday. And I was like, I feel like I need that weekend to study. So I canceled my plan for the weekend and I moved it to Monday. So I had a reason why I moved it. It, was, it wasn't it was because mm-hmm. I was scared of taking it. It was because I knew that I needed that weekend because every single day I'm working with students. So it was studying after work and I needed that weekend to review and then take my exam. So I would say there's nothing wrong with pushing your exam, but you have to have a reason why you're pushing it. You can't just push it because you're scared of taking the exam.
0: Yeah, that that is so good. There, there's so much value in that lesson right there. Uh, cause I, I, think, um, I think a lot of people, they, they allow their feelings to dictate what their, what direction or what their decision should be. But a lot of the times those feelings are coming from a negative place, like fear, insecurity, you know, anxiety, and naturally any decision that you make from that state is not a good decision, right? It, it's, it's coming from a place of like, you know, all those areas that I mentioned, and so I think always questioning like, well, why am I, why am I doing this? Am I doing it from a place of, of, of negative thoughts or positive thoughts? Like what's the, I find a lot of people ask them, start thinking about what are all the things that can go wrong? And mm-hmm. then it's like, obviously if you're thinking about all those things, it's not going to want, you're not going to want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where if, if we control our own state and how we feel and start thinking about, well, wait a second, what are all the things that will go right Right. And thinking with that, that state of mind, like very different life, very different answers that we get. And so mm-hmm. I think it's so important to, like you said, um, you know, realize that and be aware of it. And it's like, wait a second, like, is this a logical decision? Am I making it because it makes sense based on my current situation? If so, great, let's do it. Or am I making this an, emo- an emotion, feelings based decision? Because a lot of the times, you know, I, I don't know if, if a lot of people agree with this, but um, many times I don't feel like doing anything. And so if I, yeah. if I, if I left it to my feelings, like I wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we're at now. Like we wouldn't be doing a lot because <laughs> I would, right. I feel like just laying in bed and being on the couch and watching, watching Netflix all day. Like that's what I feel like doing. Right. <laughs> and so, and so it's really important I think to be aware of that, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually something that we tell our students, I believe in you, mm. but if you don't believe in yourself Even if I feel like you're going to pass, you're probably not going to pass. Yeah. And and that's so important to to tell them because their their knowledge is there, their critical thinking is there. And then it gets the night before the exam. And we had a student that saw something on social media the night before the exam. And she freaked out so much that she had a panic attack during the exam and she Mm. she didn't pass. So that's what we say the night before, don't go on social media, focus on yourself. We even offer breathing exercises. Give us 30 minutes. We will sit down with you and and breathe, just breathe with you. Just breathe and make sure that you meditate and and you will be fine because the knowledge is there. You already went through undergrad, grad school, sometimes your internship, You, you have the knowledge It's just being mindful of your, your mindset understand where it's coming from and that's another thing that we tell students when you study don't study with anger don't Mm -hmm. say this exam is this this exam is that because nothing is going you're not going to retain anything study with harmony know that you're the expert in the field that these are things that you already know and you're going to go out there and tell people how to incorporate healthy meals in their diet things like that look at it that way, rather than like, this exam is asking me for random things that I don't need to know. I get it. Yeah. Sometimes I felt like that too, but you can do so much with the credential.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I love it. And so what, what are, what are your plans for, for life for business in the next two years? Like, what is that? What's your vision? What does it look like?
1: (laughs) Uh, That, that right now, the answer would be, getting my RD guide, just continue with my RD guide. Sometimes some students are asking me, well, since you're starting private practice, are you going to stop tutoring? No, (laughs) I would never do that. I I love my RD guide and I love where it is. And also right now we're creating systems. We're creating ways for you to get the material without me having to send it to you. Things like that, that I kind of feel unneeded because I don't get that many emails anymore. And I'm like, wait, why why are people not emailing me? Well, it's because we have the website and people are just going through the website. So that that's good. So I I see my RD guide growing and 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 being what it is and then obviously starting private practice. That's the the goal for next year is to to launch it, to start taking clients, to start helping people in a different way. Right now I'm helping people and I love helping the the people that I'm helping, which are the the RDs and DTR students to go ahead and, and have their career. But I also know that I have a bigger purpose. And that's to to help more people and to to practice as an RD. Because yes, I'm practicing because I'm teaching all of this and and the knowledge is there, but now I need to put it into practice and and have the private practice. And what better than to have personal trainers that are going to help me with this. So I, 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 I'm happy because I know that is going to, to be great.
0: Yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. So, um, so it's, I think I know the answer, but I wanted to ask you, so as, as someone who's been in business, are you planning on going into this new business and being, are you, are you planning on actually treating the clients that you work with, like working with them Um, or are you considering bringing someone on right off the bat to just focus on the business side of things? Have you considered that
1: bringing somebody to focus on the business for artillery?
0: No. So, so basically like bringing on another RD to Mm. to actually work with your clients versus you doing it and you just running the business since you do have that business experience.
1: Yeah. So that's actually a really, really good and tricky question Mm. because I want to see clients and, in our, our artillery fitness and nutrition is going to be virtually is going to be all virtually, cool. but. I definitely want to start seeing seeing patients because I want to see them. I want to be the RD, but I can already see, and it happened with my RD guy, that I couldn't do it all by myself. I there is no way that I can run two businesses and be a tutor and be a dietitian. So that's like four different hats yeah. all in one day. I can't do that. So I do foresee hiring dietitians to help me with private practice, but at first I I'm going to do it. I want to take bids. I want to, I want to do it because I, I want to, I, I enjoy talking to people. So yeah. I definitely want to do that, but I definitely foresee hiring more dietit- dietitians and even more personal trainers so that my brothers are also focusing more on the business aspect, but for right now it's going to definitely be us.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, and, and so with, with, with that in mind, um, for, Because there are some people listening, right, that uh, maybe considering or or thinking about bringing someone on to help them. When when did you, with your RD Guide business, when did you figure out, you know what, I think I need some help. I think I need to bring on a team member. Was there like a specific revenue number? Was it a specific, was it a feeling? Was it, what, what was it for you? What was that like indicator?
1: Yeah, so that that's a, a great question. So when, when I started my RD guide, I was obviously tutoring only in English. Mm. And as time went by, I was reached out by a student from Puerto Rico. And she said, Hey, do you speak Spanish? And I said, yeah, I, I do speak Spanish. And she said, can you tutor me in Spanish? And I said, I've never tutored nutrition in Spanish, but yes, I can tutor you in Spanish. And I, at that time too, um, I had a student, Angela, which had passed her exam and we joke around now because I say that I could never get rid of her. So she passed her exam and she was like, can I still join your group? I'm like, yeah, I don't mind. I'll have you there just joining. And she would help me out with like handouts and things like that. So and she also speaks Spanish. So when when we had that student reach out and say, hey, can you tutor me in Spanish? I said, well, Angela actually is a professional translator so she knows a lot more to tutor and all these these nutrition terms in Spanish than me so I said hey I have a student for you if you want to tutor after work (laughs) and she (laughs) said yeah so that's how it started it was more of like taking saying yes to the opportunity of yes we will tutor you and then finding out how we were going to tutor Mm, her so Angela came in And she started tutoring and and she passed, our student passed. So then that's also how I created a very strong connection with Puerto Rico because Saimi, which was our student that passed, is now one of our tutors too. Mm -hmm. So she also tutors in English and Spanish. And then we also tutor in Portuguese. So that was also another student of mine coming back and saying, hey, I have some people that speak Portuguese and they're asking how I pass my exam. Are you interested in hiring somebody that speaks English and Portuguese to help those students? And I said, of course I am. (laughs) So that's how it kind of like, again, organically, I didn't Mm -hmm. have like, oh, I'm going to hire somebody every month or once that we hit this many students, I have to hire somebody it was more of like the opportunity came and the right people, w- the, the right person was there and that person was hired.
0: Yeah. I think that's, again, that we can pull out, we can have like a two, like a two day yeah. uh, conversation. A about whole it. seminar it, about it. this. A whole this. seminar about this because I think you you said a couple of things that are really important. Like a lot of people, um, they they want to do something, but they're stuck in the how, 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 Well, you just have to make a decision. Once you decide and take the first step, the how is going to present itself, yeah. right? Let it and happen. You have let to it let happen. it, you have to let it happen. And when you see the opportunity, if it's something that you've been wanting and ultimately want for your life, you just got to go for it. Cause there's never going to be a perfect time. Never, ever, ever. And in fact, one thing that I've realized is that anytime you end up making a good decision, like something you've been wanting to do, as soon as you do that, there's going to be some level of disruption,
1: like oh, yeah. something's oh,
0: going to yeah. happen. Something's going to like life, like life is going to test you. Like, do you, how bad do you really want this? And yeah. then you have to overcome that to then get to the next thing and the next thing and the next uh-huh. thing. Um, and so I think that's something that holds a lot of people back because they're trying to know the entire path, but you can't, cause then you'll never start. It's like, you know, if I ask you Ingrid, like, Hey, you know, you're in Florida, right? You're, you're wanting to go to California. When are you leaving? Oh, as soon as I can see the California State line, when are you gonna leave? You're never gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta take that first step. You gotta drive out of Florida first. And so, yeah, um, I think that's huge. But yeah, this was this is amazing. Do you have any other advice or words of wisdom for uh, other dietitians, you know, nutritionists who are out there um who are looking to either start their own business and maybe, maybe one advice on starting and then maybe a piece of advice on growing because i think there's there's slightly different you know
1: right so the the first thing of starting a business is don't think about it because if you think about <laughs> it you'll never start just do it if you if you really want to if if your gut feeling says i i don't like where i am or i'm not happy with what i'm doing right now and mm, it makes you happy to think that you can have your own business or that you can dictate your own calendar, your own schedule, and, and that is by starting your own business, do it. Get help if you don't know how to do it because there are so many people that can help you. I mean, you're right here too. <laughs> you can help to get the help that you need to, to get you started and plan it. That plan is not going to be the one that's going to get you to the finish line, but that plan is going to get you to start. Mm. And then with the growing part is, again, being mindful that it's probably not going to happen the way that you want it to happen, but it will happen if you keep at it. With my RD guide, I I, I look at sales and I look at all these back end things. And sometimes I'm like, this is going to happen and it doesn't happen. And it's OK if it doesn't happen. It's It's not the end of the world. And that's what I always keep telling myself. If I feel happy, it, it's a good thing. And every day I wake up and say, okay, what's going to happen today? These are things that I have to do or look at my calendar. But I also am flexible with, okay, if I need to do something, I have to stop this and do that. And that's also okay. So when I was studying for for the exam, I had to stop looking at my emails and, and I think that's also important for growth because you would think, well, if you're not looking at your emails, then are you missing maybe a sale or are you mm. missing something important? But you're not missing anything important if what you're doing rather than looking at your emails is important to you. Mm. So when I went back to my emails, I had like 79, but that was OK. <laughs> I, it yeah. was OK because I had passed the exam and that was the goal at that exact
0: moment. Yeah, that's, that's so key. And just to add one one uh, note to that, you know, at every stage of business, uh, the activities that, that us as the owners of the business, they start to change. And so what we were doing at day one, maybe we don't do as much on after the first year, maybe we have a team member doing that. And so I think constantly reevaluating and looking at our calendar and where our priorities are and what activities we're doing as the owners, extremely important because you know it's just it's going to be that natural push um but you have to we also have to learn to let go and i think that's that's the one of the it's so interesting because it's like as a as a business owner in the beginning like you want more control but uh-huh. then, but then, as you start to grow, you actually have to learn to let go of things, and that that can be a little bit challenging too.
1: It is. It's um, scary. You start yeah. to delegating things yeah. out, and you're like, "Wait, I I don't have to do that yeah. on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday at two, then- no, somebody else is doing it. Oh, yeah. okay. You have to trust them, and mm-hmm. you have to understand that it might not happen, and that you have to retrain that person or talk to that person because it didn't happen. But again, it's not the end of the world. You, it, it's going to happen if that's what you want to do
0: yeah yeah and it's so interesting because once you once you have a good experience with letting go you're like oh, this yeah, is, this is nice. What else could I let go of?
1: Yeah, like, can you also?
0: Do? Yeah.
1: Can I forward you my email so that you yeah. can check them instead of me checking exactly, them? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But it provides more opportunities, and we're also able to serve more people because of it. Exactly. So it's a beautiful thing. But this has been amazing, Ingrid. Thank you so much for your time. Thank uh, do you. you. Yeah, of course. Do you mind sharing with everyone where they can keep up with you uh, and your work?
1: Yeah. So uh, go to MyRDGuide.com. We just created the website. That's why people don't need me anymore. But yes, there's a (laughs) lot of things in the in the website. Um, You can also email me Ingrid.Soto at MyRDGuide.com. We are on Facebook, our private group, just MyRDGuide LLC. And then on Instagram, MyRDGuide underscore LLC under the little yeah, underscore yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. LLC. So that's where we're at. But if you ever need anything, you or anybody else, just reach out. We're, we're here. We're a good community and we're, we're really family.
0: I love it. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Is there anything to wrap this up? Is there anything that I should have asked that I didn't?
1: Well, you didn't ask about my dogs and they're really important for me. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: tell us all about your dogs. Yeah. Bravo. And I forgot the and other rocky. one. And Rocky. Bravo and
1: Rocky. Sorry. So <laughs> if you purchase our whole package, you will probably hear them here and there because they are very vocal, but they mean well, they just are, are protectors of the house. And when the mailman comes, they might be like, get away, stranger, danger. But um, yeah, the, that's it. No, you asked all awesome. the right questions and I hope that it was helpful to other people.
0: Absolutely. I, I can I can say it, it was 100%. So thanks again. And uh, for everyone listening, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I know your time is super valuable and I know that you're here to learn how to grow a successful practice. So I have something special just for you. If you're a health expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, you're going to want to pay attention. Because as a listener of this show, we want you to win. So we've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of The Practice Revolution. These resources are worth $7,000. So stick with me here. If you're tired of trying to figure out this game of Business, marketing, and sales—all on your own—and you're ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel. You're going to want to send us a private message on Instagram at the Practice Revolution, and simply let us know that you listen to our podcast, and we'll personally hand over seven thousand dollars worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is available only for listeners of this show. So. If you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a practice that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, go ahead, send us a private message on Instagram at ThePracticeRevolution right now so you can win big in your practice and in your life. See you soon.